Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Howie Marlin here from uh, Sober Network. I have with us a guest today, Paul Leafstead from Healing Pines Recovery, just south of Denver in Colorado. And um, let's just launch into it. So, Paul, we haven't really met. We really don't know each other. Tell me, how are you? What do you do? What's going on down at Healing Pines? Thanks, Howard. No, we don't know each other, and uh, I'm glad to be here. So, thank you for uh, inviting me. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, Healing Pines is is a 40 acre uh, residential male inpatient uh, treatment center. Um, we are located south of Denver. Um, it's in a quaint little town called Elizabeth, which is uh, you know exactly 15 miles east of Castle Rock. Okay, hold on a second. Do me a favor. Would you scoot forward? Yeah. I want the and where's your microphone? Are you on a um... uh, microphone? Should be on the camera. I think the microphone's on the camera. Are you having a hard time hearing me? Uh, it was, it's better now. It's definitely better now. Okay. Okay. So we're going to start it again. You ready? Yep. Okay. Hey, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, everyone. Howie Marlin here from Sober Network. And today our guest is Paul Leafstead from Healing Pines Recovery. And uh, we just did a false start. So Paul was in the middle of his description of everything when let's just start again. Good afternoon, Paul. Your facility is just south of Denver, Colorado. Yes, it is. Uh, Healing Pines Recovery. We're on uh, 40 acres uh, located in a quaint little town called uh, Elizabeth, Colorado. Um, south of Denver, uh, exactly 15 miles east of Castle Rock. Uh, we have a ranch out here, 40 acres, um, and it's in a, um, a true log home cabin, um, really getting in touch with the Colorado-esque, Colorado vibe that we have going on out here. Um, so, yeah, beautiful location. It, it is beautiful, and I just want to correct you when you say log cabin. It is a log cabin, but... There are no hayseed log cabin. This is beautiful. Oh, thank you. And I mean beautiful. Um, what I've done, I went to your website and I looked at the, your very well put together, very good presentation. Your facility looks gorgeous. Um, so why don't you explain what makes you uh, different than other facilities? Yeah, so um, I guess a lot of that stems really from my own experience um, in recovery. Um, I... Uh, I'm in recovery myself and had made the, the treatment center rounds um, really starting in 2004. Um, I was fortunate enough to uh, start my venture uh, with a wilderness program. Um, took a lot of great things from that. Um, it was pretty intense. Sweat lodges, uh, did a vision quest where I fasted for four days. I don't know if they're still around. Uh, and and I, I, I took a lot from that. Unfortunately, I wasn't ready at the time. Um, or fortunately, depends on how you look at it. Uh, I went to about four or five different treatment centers, um, and it was kind of the glass door, you know, um, revolving door. And it was it was in and out. I felt like I was a number um, and not really a person. Um, you know, I, I was told that uh, you know I'm not defective, um, and this is a disease. It's a you know it's an it's an illness, but um, I wasn't being treated like a, a human being, you know. Um, there was no follow-up. Uh, there wasn't a lot of contact afterwards. Um, too many people in the milieu was, was my experience. So um, what we set out to do with Healing Pines was really focused on individualized care and treatment. Um, and that's kind of tossed around a lot in the industry. I think it would be difficult to do um, with a, a higher number of, uh, of residents and patients 
that we have. So we have uh, eight beds um, to really dial in um, to meet the patients where they're at in their stage of recovery, whether they've been to treatment before, first time, um, age demographics, even if 18 uh, upwards to, you know, whatever, 90. <laughs> um, I think anyone could benefit from what we do have going on out here. Um, very outdoors oriented. Um, and it is, it's, 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 a, it's a log home cabin. It's very luxurious though. Uh, it's, it's, we want you to feel comfortable in, uh, uh, throughout this healing process. Well, it certainly looks very comfortable. And among the things that you offer, seeing that you're in a quite a, a rural area, you do equine therapy. I believe you're, that's part of your program. Yes, we do. Yeah, we, uh, we've partnered with uh, people in the community. Um, there's two great uh, equine therapists. It's Harmony's Heart, um, and that's led by uh, Glenn and Ashara. Uh, I love those guys. Um, trained equine therapists. So, yeah, yep, we do the equine therapy. Um, a lot of animal interaction, again, co connecting with uh, the community. I believe the opposite of addiction is connection. Um, and so uh, throughout that process, we've met, uh, not to say we were welcomed with open arms. I do have to say that uh, throughout the, the permitting process. But since then, um, have met many neighbors and they're lovely people. Um, but yeah, so we go over, we help build fences. We do work on the farm in, in exchange. We get to spend time with the goats uh, you know, donkeys, pigs, uh, it's, it's quite nice. Well, one of the things that we run into a lot is not in my backyard. Maybe. Although the community may be for it, although you may have individuals who are really wanting to have something like this going, people have a hard time when the facility literally is going up in close proximity to their residence. But we're not talking about a metropolitan region here. This is rural. This is country. This is beautiful Colorado. You're down by Colorado Springs, right? Yep, correct. We're about uh, 45 minutes north. Mm -hmm. So you're not in the mountains. You're in the plains, sort of the Platte River Valley, is it? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 it's, it's uh, you know, I grew up in Denver. And, you know, most people who have come out to Denver spend most of the time in the Front Range and in the mountains or Denver area. So when you think east of Denver, um, you're thinking kind of flat plains, Nebraska, nothing against Nebraska, but it's pretty flat. Um, so I, you know, was hesitant. I had no idea Elizabeth was what it was and it's stunning. Um, so, uh, a lot of altitude variations up here, um, we're actually at, I believe 7,000 uh, feet of elevation, um, uh, and surrounded by pine trees, views of the front range and yeah, 40 acres, 40 acres to, to just do all the wonderful things we're doing. Well, that, that truly is wonderful. And um, I spent um, quite a few years of my misguided youth um, in Estes Park and up at Copper and uh, in Denver. Uh, most of it I don't remember for some reason, <laughs> but um, we, let's not go there. Um, right. you, you should know I am a, I'm a certified interventionist. I'm also a licensed therapist. I'm also a certified uh, recovery coach. So the, this mixed bag that I uh, work in. I will help people get over the initial confrontation of their challenge, and then I'll help them find appropriate treatment. There's actually a gentleman that I'm working with right now who, after several missed uh, uh, inappropriate placements, is now going to an executive level treatment center. Mm. This is a facility that will allow him time with the computer, allow him time with his phone, you know, a certain little level of supervision, of course. But you, when you hear of treatment centers, 
many times one of the fundamental rules is you hand in your phone at the gate, you're not allowed to talk to people, you can't get on the internet. Um, you're out in the middle of the country, but let me ask, how do you address those needs? Yep, great points. Um, and it varies, I think, uh, from case to case. I think that's one of the beautiful things about us having a smaller uh, census uh, maximum of eight beds. Um, so we don't want to take the punitive approach, and we don't. Um, we want to treat everyone as a, a human, a person, and and really focus on that connection. So part of that connection is the outside world. It's easy for the, the, the clinicians, the people in certain treatment centers say, here's the rules, turn on the phone, turn on the computer, you know, give us your belt, give us your, you know, like, uh, are we going to prison, strip search, do I need to, you know, cough, search. So, no, it's, um, it is, it's monitored. Um, and again, if, if it's, it's, uh, you have tech time, so there's morning, about an hour for cell phone, computer access, and in the evening, there's free time for about two hours. Um, and uh, we also are now implementing a new uh, uh, element of the program where everyone's going to get their own um, tablet. Um, and within that tablet, there's certain applications and it, we can be, it can be monitored. And if it's abused, you know, certain things can be taken away, but it's, it's, it's just slight oversight. It's just more access to the outside world. Um, but again, on a case by case basis, because there's certain situations where that's not always helpful. And so during our one-on-ones, during just discussions that I have with the guys, I do morning reflections with them. We do some meditation um, and uh, a lot of things come out, a lot of discussions. If you're having that unhealthy uh, uh, discussion with, with the girlfriend that was living with you during your addiction and, and, and you're bringing that into group, you know, there's a time to sit down and, and discuss that. Hey, let's, let's analyze this. You know, let's, let's, let's talk about whether or not this is really benefiting you and your time that you've, you've committed for the next 30 to 45 days. That's truly you know, that, that, that's wonderful. And it sounds like you're starting to integrate technology, the tablets. There's, a new, there's new applications coming out to help monitor and pace uh, experience, sort of mindfulness, of course, mm -hmm. you, and you, you personally leading and, um, you know, being part of that process and then utilizing technology is wonderful. Um, so when did you open? <laughs> we uh, we officially opened I, I laugh it's been a long process let me just put it that way uh so we officially opened well it's been uh it's been about five months um but we've been in this process to get open for approximately two years um so it's been yeah it's been a journey a lot of learning experiences um a lot of times i've discovered a lot about myself um, and, and really had to turn a lot of it over and trust the process. And throughout that process, met some incredible people um, that I otherwise wouldn't have found if we, you know, rushed into it and got accepted right away. It was special use permit process, county, state, um, special use uh, permit, uh, 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 you know, conditions of approval, um, a long list of things that where most people, we just had one of the county commissioners come out and say, hey, I had to come out here and shake your hand. He goes, none of us thought you were actually going to follow through and do this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, at, at the meetings I had, um, you know, probably about 30 to 40 people. And it was really the six neighbors and, and their friends. And they would show up and just, and we had seven of those meetings over the course of 10 months. And they were all about four to five hours long. I'd speak for about an hour and a half. And then members of the community would get up and just lay into it. And just all the stigma um, unsubstantiated, uh, you know, claims. And um, it was difficult to not take it personal, but we persevered. And, and um, 
you know, now we're friends with, with at least half of them <laughs> and we're friends with all of them. Oh, we're working with half of them. That, that's, that's really wonderful. And I, I'm not quite sure. I think I heard what I heard and I think I heard a Freudian slip from you, which, which they, you said they were 45 hours long. Oh my gosh. No, four <laughs> to five hours. <laughs> like 35 hours. <laughs> they were 45 hours long. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's wonderful. It's great that you've made friends with the neighbors. Clearly, when people come for treatment, they have crossed the line and admitted that they want to put their past behind them and make progress. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, you'll find people are being very cooperative. Yes, you hear stories of things, but I would think with the style and the manner in which you offer treatment, um, that the odds of misbehaving would really go down. You also made a reference earlier, or maybe it was in your printed material about um, the difference in a small group setting versus a large group setting. You have institutions who do wonderful jobs that are rather large. There's a couple of hospitals that I work with who uh, focus on not only detox and treatment, uh, rehabilitation, but long-term treatment. So there are different styles. And the fact that whether you're a metropolitan type of person, more cosmopolitan rather, or more or country would make a big difference. So let me ask you, if you were to turn to me and say, hey, Howie, do me a favor. Would you see if you can find these kind of people for us? Who would be the people that would most benefit from your milieu, your philosophy, and from the assets you provide? Anything come to mind? Yeah, no, um, great, great question. So uh, one of the things I wanted to incorporate from the beginning is we don't, we aren't going to take anyone who is not a good fit. And I don't want to try to, that's a disservice to the other, you know, the milieu, our staff, um, to the person trying to come in. So um, the screening process, knowing whether or not this person will be a good fit is is imperative um, for them and for us. Um, So we take that very serious. And, and, uh, you know, if it's mental health primary, we have a lot of great resources for that. We're not mental health primary. Um, So recognizing that and knowing that we're going to stay in our lane and treat what we know we feel confident and where we can apply um, all of our, uh, you know, our philosophy and our approach in the most effective manner. So um, honestly, you don't even have to be the, if it's coming from Denver, the majority of people, whether you're the native uh, or you've come here to Colorado to seek the Colorado dream, right? Which is typically outdoors, mountains, Estes, right? Keystone, all over Aspen. Um, obviously, you're gonna you're gonna love it. You're gonna love what we have going on. Uh, you're gonna love the 40 acres, the frisbee golf, uh, pickleball, very um, activity, experiential uh, oriented. Um, you're also gonna have uh, the people who haven't spent a lot of time in the mountains. Um, and 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 uh, I believe you know the only the person that would not benefit would be a person who just can't stand being outside you know i i i honestly truly believe that that this is a place where uh 90 if you fit the screening process criteria for your substance use disorder and that that qualifies you will have success within our program and what we have to offer um it's not just we're not doing rugged hikes we're not scaling any 14ers 
Um, we're, we're out, we do go outdoors. We encourage going outdoors. We encourage physical fitness and, and, uh, uh, nutrition. We hit all those points. Um, but again, it's a very comfortable environment. Um, it's, it's, uh, uh, um, it is, it's luxurious. It's not overly luxurious. We're not doing the, you know, pods where you can float in uh, salt water and listen to music. Um, we're not <laughs> spa. Um, and we, we do encourage, uh, participating when, um, we have our uh, ranch, you know, when we go work at the ranches at the neighbor's homes and do work here around the property, you don't have to. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I truly believe that everyone that fits with, within within our uh, screening process could benefit from what we have from okay. the wide variety of things that we're doing out here. OK, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So give me an idea. I'm sure that you've run through this, but there are. Um, Different organizations have different structures to their day. So give me an idea. Tell the listeners what they could expect, what kind of pacing through what activities throughout any particular day. Okay, yeah. So um, let's see. It's uh, You would expect, well, you, you have a room, uh, and, and our rooms do have two beds, um, but we're not always full. So uh, as of right now, uh, each, each, uh, each patient has their own room individually controlled thermostat for their own split system so you can control the temperature if you're comfortable. Um, you would wake up in the morning, um, uh, everyone gets up at about 6.45, 7 o'clock in the morning, um, give you time to uh, shower, wake up, have your morning routine. Um, breakfast is prepared and, and served. At about uh, 8.30, we do morning meditation. Um, so we read from some daily reflections books. Um, uh, majority of the time I lead that, uh, about five days out of the week, I'm here seven. Um, I just thoroughly enjoy, first of all, being here at the ranch, uh, and also, uh, being around all the guys that, that come here and, and watching them progress and grow. Um, so we do, uh, read reflections, uh, we do our meditation and we reflect on the readings. We talk about the day. Um, uh, we talk about, you know, do kind of a, a gratitude list, um, some journaling, um, then we move uh, into our uh, uh, our group. So our clinical director, Gabby, uh, she's incredible. Um, and uh, she'll, uh, groups can, can range from, uh, I don't even have the schedule in front of me right now. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, we, we do do some EMDR. Um, it's, it's all evidence-based. Um, uh, okay, hold on. Let's talk about EMDR for a moment. Okay. So you've, you've got your that the, there's the morning routine and so l let me take you off the hook i'm i'm believing since you're so new you're still working out the kinks you're starting to get a feel for what your assets are and what individuals can um benefit from mm -hmm. so i you know I'm, I'm thinking because of the nature of the kind of uh, facility that you are mm -hmm. you could structure the day tailored to the individual Yes. Would that be it? I'm kind of getting the feeling that's the way to go. Yes, correct. Yep. And the, the beautiful thing about that is you have a very small population. You said nine beds. Is that right? Eight. Eight beds. Mm -hmm. And this gives you a tremendous control over the milieu therapy. The, you, we referred to that before. So mm -hmm. this would be everyone that's involved on the property, um, the, the animal wranglers and the, the mates and everyone that you have working at the facility. So um, if, it was, if it was possible to have someone who would match what you believe would be the 
perfect client for your type of facility, who would they be? Oh, okay. Um, I believe uh, the the perfect, ah, really the perfect would be, I have two. And, and one would be the example of someone who's never been to treatment before. Um, I think this would be just a wonderful introduction to uh, treatment. And without um, having been jaded, you know, by, ah, gosh, I'm, I'll just blanket California and Florida. There's some wonderful, amazing programs out there, um, like anywhere, but there's someone, some that are not, um, but they've been jaded and, um, there's the A plusers, you know, and, 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 and you're not getting a grade when you go to treatment. Um, there's also the flying under the radar. So I think the experience that they would get out here is just a very, uh, natural, organic, holistic approach, um, 12 step oriented evidence-based, um, with our therapy and therapeutic process. Um, our medical director is incredible. Um, one of the best, uh, uh, registered nurses I've ever come across before for bedside table manners, just polite, energetic constantly. Um, so I think it would just be, uh, about the perfect exposure that you could get uh, to the treatment industry, set you up for the right tools. And, uh, you know, from the first day you get in here, uh, it get to healing pines, you're working with our therapist. Um, you're also working with our peer recovery coaches. Um, and a lot of uh, the whole team gets together and, is, and begins actual aftercare planning. What's it going to look like? So it's the big picture. Who's involved? Who's involved in this process? Um, who was there during the addiction? Who's going to be there after? Where are you going to go? So that process begins from the beginning, uh, not necessarily directly with them. They're brought in towards the halfway point to talk about options. Um, and that's a big reason why we've partnered with certain people within the community, within Denver, um, and also California and other uh, states where uh, the continuum of care, which is critical, this isn't the solution. This isn't the end all be all. It's not 30 days, 45 days, and voila, you're fixed. Um, I wish it was that way. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done and some people refer to it as a struggle. I don't believe it needs to be a struggle. And that's what we're trying to convey is this can be fun. You know, um, what, what did you, what are the things that you talked about during your addiction that you weren't doing that, that you love snowboarding, skiing, hiking, camping, spending time with your family, your kids, you miss your kids, you want them back, whatever the case may be, that's possible. You know, let's, let's enjoy this. There is work to be done. And really this is an opportunity to be vulnerable, um, to discover yourself, discover a lot of, uh, uh, of your, 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 your traumas and to be vulnerable with other men. And again, it's, it's, it's a men's program. So I think being, being vulnerable around other men, crying around other men, hugging other men, experiencing that is empowering. Um, and knowing that you can do that and you have that support network, um, connecting with others. It's all about connection, you know, connection to ourselves, um, higher power to others, to uh, mother nature, uh, sports, hiking, whatever the case may be, it's that connection. Um, so yeah, I think when you, if you come here and this was your first experience of caring, uh, care, compassion, um, and, and, and also just, you know, a, a good solid foundation um, to give you, uh, you know, a good, a good start for um, the, the rest of your life in recovery. Um, I'm truly grateful that for that description. One of the things that's clearly evident by your website, um, this the style of engagement there is going to be very respectful. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things you hear from so many people when they first go off to treatment, you know, I I work with folks and as they get into treatment, a part of the, the, um, the continuation of care process. And I stay in contact with the facility, with the treaters there, and then I'll continue after they have finished their time at the facility. But one of the things that always cracks me up is one of the first things folks say is, this place sucks. The food's awful. The people <laughs> smell. like I mean, just, you know, the litany of complaints. But when you just go through the introduction video to your facility, uh, no, no, this is wonderfully clean, wonderfully, <clears throat> oh, for crying out loud, it's new. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a beautiful place. Thank and you. when you get this truly individual care. And when you say, you know, the overused phrase of meeting people where they're at, what your organization, because of the small size, you're able, you're able to find out where they are mm-hmm. relatively soon because you just don't have a huge caseload. Right. Right. So <clears throat> it may be... Um, it may change as your popularity grows. I don't think so. It's just that the intimacy of the facility, your experience, the staff, <coughs> excuse me, I do get the feeling that this level of care is going to be, if not concierge, it's group concierge for mm-hmm. a group of, you know, what would you say, eight? I'm sorry. Yep, it's eight, yeah. So uh, that's truly wonderful. Um, now, you've already worked out some of the kinks with insurance. How do you handle insurance? Yeah, so uh, we're out of network right now. Um, and um, it's, that's, that's our I, new, newer development. In the first two months, it was cash pay only. Um, and we've scholarshiped uh, a few people. Um, and you know, that's, again, the relationships that we've established in the community, um, and, uh, with other treatment centers and just say, Hey, if someone's really tugging at your heartstrings, um, and they'd like to come out to this 40 acre ranch and experience what we have, you know, let us know. Um, and, uh, we, every, I think I do not envy, um, honestly, it, it placement, uh, people who are in a position to find placement, um, or, or, or other treatment centers who just can't take someone because of, of, of insurance um, or, or cash. Uh, so we have been uh, fortunate and, and blessed in that we've been able to take a few people in full scholarship, um, full program, you know, um, and it, it, they are participating in our uh, uh, continuum of care within our organization. They've gone to other places. Um, where we were able to actually get some grants. We worked with them to find grants for sober living um, and then, uh, you know, uh, get them into the PHP IOP levels of care um, that we were able to try to get scholarship, weren't able to at some, and some we actually got full rides for PHP IOP. So continued success. Um, and they're participating in our craft services, which is led by one of our peer recovery coaches um, and the alumni. So these guys are calling in already. Every person who's graduated has come through and, and, and they participate in our alumni um, uh, remotely right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the big picture, the big plan is to have some great events here at the ranch, at the property. Come on out 
out a year later. Um, we have a sobriety tree. This is just an example of uh, this. When, before you leave, you work on, it's a, about a six inch uh, diameter piece of wood and you can do a design, some initials and a date. Um, we epoxy this and we hang it up on our sobriety tree. Um, another fun thing we do, um, we've got these uh, little pine cones. I actually found just, these were the perfect size outside of my house. I couldn't find the right pine cone. I found them. They were right outside of my, outside of my house. Um, and uh, yeah, we epoxy these as well. And we have a cone out ceremony. So uh, when someone's moving on to the next phase, um, a lot of people have uh, heard of or participated in a coin out ceremony. But yeah, every uh, the therapists, the peer recovery coaches, the behavior health techs, everyone, myself, um, gets to sit around and, and 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 say something really special about that person, um, and 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 send them off with uh, with their uh, their pine cone, um, just a little token from from Healing Pines, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's fun, it's fun, it's beautiful, and it's turned into something that I couldn't even have. Uh, imagine started off as, as, as a vision and, and, and really wanted to try to do something truly different. You hear that a lot as well. Um, and something impactful and, and the things that I was hurt by or felt like could have been done better at other places. I wanted to do the opposite. I wanted to make people, people feel like I care. I, I truly, truly care. This is, this is life or death for every single person that comes in here without a doubt. Yes, it is, and um, I'm grateful that you, you shared uh, the 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 uh, the very special little um, um, events to celebrate their completion of the program. Um, so, I, I appreciate your time today. Is there anything that we left out that you wanted to cover before we break? Oh no, you know, I as I had mentioned before, this I've never done a podcast, so I I, I tend to ramble sometimes. Um, Oh, it's yeah. all good. No, you've been yeah. all right. But, you know, I no, not really. I, I just uh, I appreciate you and what what you do, and uh, thank you for for having me on. Um, this is yeah, I, I I do believe we we are doing something that's different and um, it's effective. Um, and the people that are here are incredibly passionate, talented people, um, and it's just a collective. You know, Healing Pines is a collective. A uh, group of caring, passionate individuals, and just doing the best that we can. And, and we are new, um, but the experience uh, combined is, you know, decades. So, um, yeah, it, we're, we're here and we're enjoying it. We love it, and we we uh, uh, look forward to continuing, uh, really saving lives and doing the best that we can, and improving and constantly improving and looking for ways to to better ourselves. I think that's wonderful. I truly do. And the bottom line to all this is, although the facility has opened its doors not too long ago, in looking through your staff and the experience of them, you do bring decades of experience. So that's one of the interesting things about a relatively new facility. You're not so new anymore. You've had some time. You've had some people. And it's great that you've been able to um, help out to a degree with folks. And I'm sure that you know there will be opportunities for you to be able to grow in many, many ways moving forward. So while we got a few moments left, why don't you shout out to the other folks that you work with, mention them by name, give them a little street, a little street cred. Yeah, some street cred. All right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, first and foremost, would like to give a shout out to my mother, Christy Leafstead. Um, I would not be here if it wasn't for her, not just because she gave birth to me, but uh, she never gave up and she was always by my side. Um, throughout a lot and I put her through a lot and we've been through a lot and now 
uh, yeah, we're, we're here. So I love, I love my mother, my father very much. My son, Carter, um, my wife, Nicole, uh, she's incredible. Uh, the team here, uh, Gabby, incredible, uh, our clinical director, uh, Heather Charlet, um, you know, James, he's our lead uh, behavioral health tech, uh, wonderful human being. Um, oh gosh, uh, Kathy, um, thank you for all of her dedication and, and everyone really just doing what they have to do, um, you know, to make this just what it is. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Scott Lister, who's been uh, um, a, a great supporter and, and, and dear friend of mine, um, Michael Diamali, uh, and uh, yeah, I, the whole Healing Pines family and, and everyone in the community who's supported us and, and, and backed us uh, since the beginning. Um, thank you. Very well done. Well, I truly appreciate your time, Paul. Um, yes. I do look forward to coming out and saying hello. I'm not kidding. I Seriously, do, please, please do. I, I do travel quite a bit with uh, the work that I do, and um, I really do look forward to making my way out to the Denver area again soon, keeping my fingers crossed that the C-19 thing gets handled. And um, I'm not even going to bother asking you about that because we're all in that boat. And we're all doing the best we can. And I, I wish you the very best with that. Um, I want to thank your mom and dad personally, because, you know, if it wasn't for mine, let's just say that's all good. I love the fact that you were able to run through stuff. And I think you did a great job. And in spite of this being the first time on in an interview, hey, nothing to it. All right, yeah. guys, um, I'm just going to say my uh, my farewells. Wave goodbye, Paul. All right. Thank you, guys. Goes. There he goes. Well, thank folks, you. thank you very much. Listen, it's been a real treat. I appreciate your patience and understanding as Paul and I have gotten through uh, you know, this, uh, this podcast together. If you have any questions about the Sober Network, I certainly hope that you go to uh, the web and look that up as my computer beeps its way into heaven. Um, a shout out here to Dr. Paul, uh, Dr. Harold Jonas, the man running behind the Sober Network and uh, pulling all the strings. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Hey, listen, until next time, this is uh, Howie Marlin with um, Sober Network. Peace out. We'll see you next time. Bye.